I did everything I could. It's not you, Doc. And it's not what you think either. Oh, surprise me. I'll give you 30,000 credits for the ship in the barn. That's twice what it's worth. Excuse me. Where's Skeen? Skeen? Skeen! He's dead. He wanted to take the money and leave you here. He wouldn't do that. You're gonna have to think about that. You disgusting bastard. Taramin warned me. I'm taking my cut. The number I was promised. I'm leaving you the freighter and what's inside. I did my job. I'm done. And I wouldn't stick around if I were you. Return this to your friend. Wait. Nemec's manifesto. He said to give this to you. I don't want it. He insisted. Song, song, blue, everybody knows one. You know the song. Song, song, blue, every garden grows one. Me and you are subject to the blues now and then. But when you take the blues and make a song, you sing them out again. You sing them out again. Oh, my God, I did it again. Another Neil Diamond introduction. Wookiees and gentlemen, droids and girls, Star Wars fans of all ages, welcome back to The Mandalorian Man Presents Andor with Candor a couple days late. Now, I promised you last week that some way or another I would get the episode out to you on Wednesday even though I was traveling, even though I was in Florida. And then Wednesday came and I thought, there's just no, there's no way for me to do this. Then I got home yesterday and I thought I could do it tonight, but I got home pretty late and I thought, you know what? One extra day is going to be just fine. But I survived. I, I think I told you I was driving my mother-in-law on Saturday we drove to Virginia stayed overnight in a motel on Sunday we drove to South Carolina stayed overnight in a motel after being asked to leave another motel a story which could be a podcast in itself apparently you can complain too much about a motel I don't complain but when you bring an old lady with you there is a chance that she will complain about something or ask about something or, or over, talk over someone else who's in line about something, even when someone else with her, who you may or may not be listening to right now, specifically asks her, don't worry about it, or asks her, wait in the car, I'll take care of this. And she doesn't listen. And that's the beginning. Then... We get to Florida. I'm going to do this. And we get to Florida. And 
it's just nonstop chores. Now, okay, I actually got to relax. I got to sit by the pool a couple days. I got to do a lot of reading. I've been reading The Exorcist, the novel. I've seen the movie, obviously, my whole life. The book is so good. So there were times of, of relaxation surrounded by just doing stuff for your mother-in-law, doing chores. But in the dri- on the drive home, on the drive to Florida, like, there is no real quiet. I brought, you know... I had my phone. I had the Sirius XMF. I put it on 60s on, you know, 60 station, just music. But there is the constant need to fill space with talking to the point when there isn't talking. I'm thinking, uh oh, what's wrong? But then it comes back. What do you think that truck's carrying? Oh, look at that color. That's a unique color. I've never seen that shape on a car before. Oh, look at that sign. Oh, there we are. Oh, is this it? Oh, where, oh, no, I don't think we should trust Google Maps. Let's look at the scribbled notes on my AAA map and go this way. <sighs> you remember uh, Sideshow Bob when he would, like, walk into the rake? Yeah. There were, there's, a, there's a sticker on her car that I look at, that I, that I feel like I'm Jim in the office looking into the camera. I just look at it like, what am I hearing? I, oh, I didn't know that that guy... Uh, that lives five houses down from you in Florida, that his wife went and got, uh, you know, um, a filling. And she's at home recovering from her filling or something like that. It was just, oh, this guy's back. I don't know who any of these people are. Oh, okay, great. I don't care. All I care about, all right, I'm done. All I care about is talking about podcasts. When I talk, I want to talk into a microphone by myself. Uh, to, talking about TV shows and movies, and folks, let's 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 put this behind me. Even though in April I have to do it again, I've already booked my flight to fly down and drive her back. But she did say, "What if I flew back and would you drive?" I said, "Yes, yes, I would." I didn't want to sound too, um, like excited about this prospect. But yes, that was my original offer. I'll drive your car back. Fly back yourself. I'll drive your car back with your dog. We'll be fine. We'll be better than fine. It's, it's actually been something I've always wanted to do. Let me do it. We'll see. We'll see if there's a Star Wars show um, in, in April. Uh, I'm sure you'll hear my, my reaction of what is happening. But, okay, that's another time. That is another time. We're here now to talk about Episode 6 of Andor, The Eye. You know, so far in this show, I feel like we've had three episode chunks where, you know, the first three episodes were um, were released in the same day. And it felt like one extended um, overarching overarching. I never know uh, story to get us to episode four. And it seems to me like four five and six did the same thing where. Episode one, two, and three is the, this was, um, you know, Andor. This is his childhood. He's looking for his sister. He's now wanted. He needs to get off planet. And this guy in the rebellion offers him a chance to get off planet, make some money doing a job. Boom. Then we get to the job. He meets the people. He's there. They don't really trust him. They're not sure who he is, but he's there to do this job. And the job is to steal payroll from the empire. And then this episode sees that through. Uh, I didn't take any notes. 
I, 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 I don't even know if I remember how to read or write anymore. It's been that long of a trip. Uh, but this episode was very good. And it was it was it felt like we've seen the end of this chapter. I don't know that. I don't know if we might not see any of these people anymore. Maybe he'll head back and we'll see our, um, you know, space pace bleh, police force from space. We'll see his his friend. Uh, was it Bix? It's been so long. I don't remember. And, and maybe we'll see the because I remember he had his droid. He had his his um, adopted mother, all these people that you thought were going to be a major part of the story, and they're not there anymore. But at the end of this episode, I think we there's a short little thing that happens that I think is going to be a major turning point in Andor's living, in his philosophy, in his future. Uh, but this episode is the story of the robbery. The, you know, where we last left everyone, they are outside the, uh, the gate or whatever it is, the, the vault, and uh, they're, they're preparing. They're getting ready. The young fella is nervous. He's like, I, 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 you know, I can't sleep. I'm very nervous. Uh, and the other, and Andrew's trying to tell him, look, um, you know, you'll be fine. You, oh, he, maybe he felt like he said, I, I don't, I, I feel like not excited. It was something like that. Andrew's like, you'll, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You'll, you'll get into it. And he gave him a little pep talk, but he's like, well, you're getting paid. And Andrew's like, you know, it doesn't really matter. I, you know, do I look like I'm not afraid? I literally just watched this like 20 minutes ago and I already forget what the beginning was, but they had a little chat. And essentially what's happening is they are ready to go do their robbery. And then we meet some new dudes inside the empire. And we get a glimpse of why we hate the empire because they are, they think they are just um, this almighty power that can, you know, uh, do what it, do its best to squash the little people into, uh, you know, being just more followers. And you can see them talking down about um, these little people, how, you know, oh, you know, we, they used to be 15,000, now there were 500, now there's only 60. What we do is we set up these little taverns along the way to try to, um, you know, give them spots where they think it's, you know, they can rest and relax, but really they'll get drunk and they'll stop, they'll start losing people along the way. And you could see how he just looks down on these people like they're trash and yeah, yada, yada, yada. We do, you know, what we can and we say that we'll help them, you know, we'll allow them to see their ritual, the eye, uh, whenever it happens. But, you know, we're just really placating them to dwindle down and you saw later they, the, there's a ritual of giving them this fur. They tr they do this fur trade, and this guy's like, oh, it smells the the stench and blah blah blah. So you really dislike this guy, and yet, then they do a nice job of human humanizing 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 this guy, because you meet his wife, you meet his kid, and he's not a, he he does threaten to slap the boy, but you see that you know these empire employees, you know, soldiers, uh, lieutenants, uh, the quote-unquote the enemy, are also family men who have innocent people in their lives who then get put in the crosshairs of the rebellion who these, these you know, empire people will look at as, as um, criminals and terrorists uh, because they think they're on the right side of things. And you see some of these people and you think, 
Well, these people are just employees thinking they're joining the service and helping, you know, to uh, support the galaxy. Where then you look at this guy and he talks, just the way he talks down to them, the way he even talks down to his family uh, is, uh, it gives you the, the little, um, little crack in the armor where you could say, okay, I can root against this guy easily. And the other guy, they're like kind of laughing about these people. Uh, but then there's Gorn, is that his name? Who's with them. And he's trying to, he's like, you could see it in his face. Like he's sickened by these men. Uh, and he, he's obviously on the inside with all our people. So we see our people go, you know, the, the, them going in to get ready for the job. The, uh, Two women split off to do their thing, and the four guys. Remember, we saw them marching along. Step, 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 right, step. Uh, they're they are going to fake being um, the soldiers, so that they can kind of blend in and work with all the uh, native people who come in and just kind of be their guides. And Gorn, since he's on the inside. Uh, will accept them and not say like who are these guys? I don't recognize them. They since they have this man in the in the inside, which was very necessary. Now they can um, they can make their way in to the command group, which they do pretty easy. They you know they are all of a sudden marching along. With, they get there, they march along with everyone, and then Gorn's like uh, one, two, you stay here with them. Three, come back with me and, and lead in. And that's when when they go inside. That's when they say, all right, it's a robbery. And uh, before that, I forgot, the women were getting in position. They set up some calm uh, um, things that would mess up the communications. And then they, I think this happened earlier, they jumped off this bridge. Oh, no, they did. The, they jumped off the bridge later. First, they swam. They used like a cool, um, like a underwater jet ski kind of thing which i think are real actual things that they're almost like submarines where people in scuba gear can use them scuba gear as they say in boston scuba gear uh so they get them in position so it's kind of like we're waiting they're waiting on each other finally the women are like it's a go they they repel off the bridge which was a cool sight at the same time we're seeing the lieutenants meeting with the natives, and I thought, wait, is this Patrick Stewart in makeup? It isn't. It's just a guy, and they speak, they call him Donnie's. I don't know the history of Donnie's. I don't know if Donnie is a, something that's been in Star Wars before, uh, but they're very, like, almost look like, I don't know if Sherpa is the right word. Like, they just dress like they're farmers in the in the lands, and they kind of look like Sherpas, I guess, the outfits, uh, if, I, if I'm getting that right. You know what I mean. Uh, and... They, you know, this is when they trade the fur and they're like, all right, we allow, he's like, we allow you at our temple. It was very um, symbolic. It was like a symbolic thing that they must do every time. And the people are like, you know, let them enjoy themselves, yada, yada, yada. We don't really, did I use yada, yada, yada twice in this episode? But they're like, let them enjoy themselves. We don't care. Uh, so they, Gorn's like, all right, you guys with me, let's lead everyone in so, to watch from, you know, up on a balcony. I don't know. They bring the family in. And that's when the four dudes are like, boom. All right, everybody, it's a robbery. Um, everyone on your bloody... What's the... Remember from uh, Pulp Fiction? Any of you, Beth and move. 
and I've blurred every last one of you. Okay, I want to find a tangent. So they quickly lock the doors. Like, what? And the guy's like, what's the meaning of this? You're not going to get away with this. And like, no, we are. We're robbing you. Uh, so it's just they have the whole family there. Get on your knees. We're not going to kill anybody. She's like, you're just going to kill us all. And Val, then Val meets them there. The other woman goes off. Oh, no. It, they both get there. I'm sorry. Uh, one of the guys threatens to kill the young, the young soldier boy. Uh, the, the guy who's really into it. The guy who believes in it. The, the cause. The young man. Uh, and then this guy gets shot because the other woman shows up. Not Val, but I don't remember her name. I, I don't remember. Um, and they're like, you're going to kill us all. And Val says, I think Val showed up too. He says, yeah, that's because that's what you would do. That's what the Empire would do. That's not what we would do. You follow our directions. Everyone will be fine. And everyone will live. We need you to come downstairs and open the vault. What? The vault? I can't open the vault. We know you can. And all we need is your hand. Now, we could use your hand. We could take your hand. Or you can come with us. Uh, so they take him down in the space elevator, down to the space vault. And there is when... Um, while they're doing this is going on, the people outside, are, they burnt the fur. And I thought that was an act of rebellion, but I think it's part of the ritual and that fire shoots in the sky. And this eye, whatever the eye is, you start seeing it. It becomes, first it's like a shooting star, then another shooting star. Then at one point, it's hundreds, it's thousands of these things towards the end. And it really is a beautiful sight that if it was real, would have been just uh, absolutely amazing and awe-inspiring to see. So... They take the main dude, the lieutenant, the, the main bad guy of this episode, I guess, bring him downstairs and get him to unlock the vault. The, there's soldiers down there. They're like, even he, the guy says, listen, they're, they're robbing us. Um, you must do everything they say. He didn't say fight, help me, because he knows his family's upstairs and he's afraid his family's going to get killed. So they just start working and unloading. They unlock the, the vault they blow up the, the things that are holding the gold, and then you have all these gold, all these credits, ready to be stolen and thrown onto this space-flying bus, van, train, whatever you want to call it. They do all that. While that happens, the comms upstairs, they're out, and they're like, what's going on? I don't know. Something with Aldani, Aldani. There's something wrong with the, the connection, but it just goes to there. Then they, uh, they hear something. They hear part of it breaking through, and they realize something's going on. So they head down to the um, to see what's going on, and uh, then all hell breaks loose. They're like, they realize Gorn's like, it's fine. This is part of this is a this is a um, uh, an exercise. You don't know about it's top secret. Just go away. And the guy's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I believe that. Boom! All hell breaks loose. At this point, we lose our first member of the team. Uh, I don't remember his name, but he was the main, he was the guy who was kind of running the four men group. He was the main man. He's very, that mustache he had made him seem more regal. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes a mustache will make a guy look like he shouldn't be allowed by a school. Other times it makes you look regal. This guy, it made him look regal. Uh, and it was a cool little thing where he was a stormtrooper. That He was a stormtrooper and he says, you should have seen how the other girl, I can't remember her name, took it because stormtroopers slaughtered her family. So this is a reformed stormtrooper. And you think, I'm thinking, wow, there's a story there. Well, we don't find out anything more because he is shot. He is killed. Now give this guy his own story. So he's out. He's the first 
casualty. They get um, they get everything loaded. The main dude has a heart attack. I don't remember what happens to Gorn. I don't remember seeing what happens to Gorn. I don't know if he escapes. I don't know if he gets shot. I missed it. I have no idea. In fact, I'm looking now, and I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, maybe he got shot. I, I, I'm I'm terrible at this. But Andor gets on the on this on the ship. He almost gets choked out by this dude, but um, he's able to fight him off. Or the young fella shoots him. I don't remember. And they're like, so now there's only four of them on the ship. There's Vel. There's Andor. There's the dude who um, held the knife to Andor's throat last week, last episode, and the young fella. The other woman. We see her just walking away. She kind of walked out through the through the group of people while they were all experiencing the eye. So she must meet them at some rendezvous point, I guess. Uh, they take off. He's like, hold on, hold on to your britches. Uh, hold on to your butts, muchachos. And he takes off real quick. The gold is so heavy that it smashes back and crushes the young man. His legs are broken. They give him a shot. And help him because he's the only one who can help them coordinate out of there. He's able to help them get out of there, fly out through the eye. Three TIE fighters are on their tail. That was awesome to see the TIE fighters shoot up. That was awesome to hear them. Pew, pew, pew. Hear that. I love that. And they uh, they fly. They flew out through the eye. The, the TIE fighters couldn't make it. They escape. And they're like, you know, the, the, guy, the, the young guy is out. They're like, is he going to survive? Andor said... The, the guy says, um, you know, she wants to leave him. He could survive. He's alive. We got to get him to a doctor. So Andrew's like, where's the doctor? They go to the doctor. The doctor's so good. He has four arms. If every doctor had four arms, I feel like med- you'd pay less for medical care because there'd be less people to pay. Uh, wow, that would, man, if we could just somehow get doctors to have four arms. If I had four arms, I'd be working on two podcasts at once. That'd be tough. I could edit one and talk on another. Maybe. Um, I didn't think that through. So they get to the doctor, uh, and guess what he told me? We did see uh, one moment of Mon Mothmar. She was kind of giving a boring speech uh, at the Senate. While that was going on, uh, all these other senators are like, they're realizing something's up. She looks at her space iPad and is like, oh. And obviously she knows this is happening, but she must have been like, oh, it happened. She's got to be like, oh, no. And the people in the Empire... We've seen before that they, they're like the higher ups in the security. Uh, they're like, we need to come up with a plan. No one's going home. Tell your families no one's going home until we come up. You know, we have to figure out a plan to, you know, to solve what happened. Back on the space doctor's moon, uh, the, the, the guy who was working, the guy who um, was held the knife to Andor's throat. He's like, listen, there's a. There's got to be about 80 million credits on there. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, we could take this right now. There's a little moon no one knows about. We could park there, relax a little, and we can split it. 40 million each. And Andor's like, you don't believe in the cause? Or you don't believe? He's like, what about your brother? He goes, I, I don't have a brother. So he told last time he told the story about his brother being killed. And, it, and his brother, you know, had an orchard and the Empire took it. And he all made up, all made up complete lies um and he's like we can just take this for some reason andor just turns and kills him 
Now, Andor's a mercenary, at least in this job. He just he just wants his money, and he just wants to go. But I think he also he be, he believes in the. I don't know if I can say he believes in the cause, not enough to not get paid. But he's not going. He's going to do his job, and his job is not to double cross these people. Uh, but now, this guy's dead. That leaves us with three people. We go inside, and, and Gorn, if he's out there, that we he goes inside to the uh, to the operating room, and we see the young boy being covered in a sheet. He's dead. That leaves us with the two women and Andor. That other woman, I'm not sure where she is. Vel is like, "What are you doing?" Because Andor has his gun up. He's like, "It's not what you think." I just want. I, I want, he tells the the doctor, "I'll give you 30,000 30, credits for that ship in the barn. It's worth double that." He's like, "What are you doing?" Where where's Skeev? Is that his name? Skeev? Skeev. He's like, he's dead. I shot him. Um, what happened to Andy? He's dead. I shot him. That's the Simpsons, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Um, he says, I, you know, he, I, he was going to steal the ship. He wanted to steal it and leave you here uh, and take everything with it. She's like, I don't believe you. It's like, I'm not here to rob you. I just want my money. I want what's owed to me and I'm going to go. And he goes here and he takes the crystal, gives it to her and goes, give this back to your friend, like showing that he's just wants to do his job. And, and that's it. He doesn't want to take from these people. He doesn't want to take from the rebe- the rebellion. Vel, you know, believes in it. She's going to take the money back to uh, Stellan Skarsgård, my belief, to fund things, um, which is how they can get all those ships and everything in the future. They rot. Oh, my God. You always wonder, how do they pay for all this stuff? Well, now we know. Uh, well, if they get away with it. So uh, he's like, you know, here, really give this to your friend. She said, wait, um, the young fella, I don't remember his name, his manifest. That's the thing he was working on. He was, he's been writing. He was even writing about, uh, you know, the, the use of mercenaries in the cause and how the, the, the empire uh, will stop at nothing. So why don't we use everything uh, in our power? And he says, well, there's only different. And uh, Andor said the only difference is they don't care about you. At all, they don't know. They don't know you. They don't care about you. You mean nothing to them. That's the difference, and they won't change. They won't learn that. Uh, I thought that was cool, but she says he wants you to have it because I don't want it. She goes, he insists that you take this. That I think right there, something in that manifest. He's going to read it. It's going to stick with him. That is what's going to get him back to Stellan Skarsgård or something, or back to the point where he eventually becomes a true believer in the cause and eventually joins up with the, um, you know, the rebels where he becomes one of them, as we see at the beginning of Rogue One. I don't think it's, we're going to be there yet. Well, though we could be, it doesn't have to be because I thought I read that there's going to be two seasons and the second season is going to end leading up to the events of Rogue One. So the second season could be him as part of the actual rebellion. This could be his way of getting there. But, you know, I was thinking, what do we have, eight episodes? I wasn't sure where we were, and I just looked up on Wikipedia, and I, I'm sure I said this before, it's a 12-episode season. We're just halfway through this first season, and there is a second 12-episode season uh, in development. Thank you, Wikipedia. You're always right. Uh, so we're only halfway there. I think we'll get an. I wonder if it's going to be another three-episode three kind of arc and then a, a final three-episode kind of arc. We have to get back to... Um, to his original planet. We have to get back to his friends. We have to get back to that young um, police, space policeman who's living with mom right now. 
uh, we have to close that loop. We have to get back there. Uh, and I and I'm almost I mean I would be it would be insane if we didn't. So I'm sure another adventure awaits. But um, I wonder if this season ends with him being fully in uh, engulfed in the rebellion. That would be cool. But ooh, what an episode! What a, what a kind of again ending to this stretch this this story arc. I think uh, it's been really cool how they've done these little. I'm looking at them as three episode little chunks. I wonder if we're going to get that again. Uh, but whatever we get, I'll be there for it. Six more episodes of it. If you want, I will also podcast about it. And I'll do it even if you don't want me to. Okay, I lost it kind of at the end, but you know, I just, that was, uh, that's what we call not working with notes. Folks, thank you so much for listening and subscribing to the show. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of Star Wars ep- podcasts out there, but this is the only one I do. And uh, this is the only one hosted by me. And it's the only one where y- each episode. And or with Candor opens with a Neil Diamond show, a, a song. I guarantee there isn't one Star Wars podcast out there that opens with uh, the host singing a random Neil Diamond song. And I don't even know why I started doing that. I have no idea. Uh, but now I'm stuck doing it forever and ever. At least Andor with Candor. I don't know if we'll be doing it back with the main show, The Mandalorian, when that comes back. But this is a show that was started for The Mandalorian, and then it kind of turned into doing every live-action Star Wars show that is on Disney+, Plus or will be on Disney+, Plus, uh, providing the, you with just non-stop action, adventure, and a voice that uh, is soothing and calming and that survived a week-long trip, almost week-long trip, with his mother-in-law, just him and her driving along, in our automobile. I'm going to leave now. So you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Geek Mentality. That's Geek Mentality. You can find us on Facebook at Fans Not Experts, though I don't post a lot there, I'll be honest with you. And you can find us on the website of the internet, fansnotexperts.com slash Mandalorian or fansnotexperts.com slash Star Wars. Just go to fansnotexperts.com. You'll find us there. And by us, I mean me. So, until next time, thank you again for listening. Thank you again for subscribing. May the force be with you. And let's go! Let's go! Fans not experts.